Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. The alternative underground back alley underbelly down on the docks on the other side of the tracks speakeasy dive bar style podcast up and about and surrounding the seattle mariners that you're listening to on the odyssey app through odyssey sports or wherever else you're getting your podcast action from if you're getting that on uh apple podcast make sure to like subscribe and you know maybe give us one of those five star reviews you know we like five tool baseball players on this podcast the only thing we like more than that are five star reviews so don't be scared to give us that five star review all right it's friday got a new series ahead of us the st louis cardinals are coming into town but uh yeah we got to talk about what just happened here over the last three days the mariners as fast as they could sweep somebody got themselves swept so all those good feelings about that Colorado Rockies series swept back under the rug by Jesse Winker and the Milwaukee Brewers. Doesn't sound doesn't sound great, does it, Hanno? No, it wasn't. Uh, doesn't sound good. But Milwaukee's a, in a class of their own compared to the uh, Rockies who the M's manhandled the series before, but got to give a credit to the uh, Brewers. They were, they hit the ball. They, you know, put a bunch of hits together. They caught the ball and they pitched good. Yeah. Situational baseball is really what's been running and particularly situational hitting is what's really been driving the Mariners into the ground or shooting themselves in the foot. We should say Milwaukee Brewers definitely took care of that in this series. I know we kid, we say Jesse Winker. Yeah, it's I'm sure it's got to be feel real good to Jesse Winker to come back into Seattle. And you know, you can't say like he won the series for him. He you know pretty much had 
not much to do with it, but uh, that's got to feel good for him. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, every every guy on that Brewers team, but yeah, Winker, I'm sure he feels good that his team uh, came in there. He got booed a little bit, um, and uh, his team came out with three victories. I'm sure any player would take that, you know, going into a series to a team where you had some uh, problems leaving and getting asked to not be around during the playoffs of the team you played for the previous year. Yeah, that, that's probably pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, and not to mention that that got out and there was an article about it. And uh, yeah, uh, I did not make it to any of those games, even though I'm still up here in Seattle. I did not make it to any of those. The weather just... This was not great baseball weather. Um, I know both teams have to play in it, so we can't really point to, you know, the cold weather by the Mariners' offense. It's been uh, inconsistent and stalled out in situations. Um, you know, and and again, uh, Milwaukee Brewers aren't a slouch of a team. I mean, they're leading the AL Central. I mean, the NL Central right now. So it's not like the Oakland A's came in here and did this to the Mariners. Yeah, but it's still early, right? Yeah, it's still early. It's still early, but again, I'm gonna or the one I'm gonna keep saying this: the one win in April is worth two in September. It it was a frustrating series to lose, especially, uh, especially game two, the the extra inning game on Which a the Mariners Tuesday are not night. off to a good start on. No, the Mariners are zero and four. 0-4 when it comes to extra inning games, which is n not what the recipe was uh, last season or the season before that. Yeah, that that record, again, along with one-run games, along with if the Mariners give up four runs or more, they have not won yet. I mean, there's, you know, they're starting to see a trend in a lot of things, not only sloppiness, but, uh, you know, what the numbers are showing for all our analytic friends, friends, but it's early, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not in the complete freak out mode. I'm not even in a freak out mode. I'm more of in a kind of annoyed mode. I would say, where do, where do you think you're at? Um, yeah, I've just, it was a, it was one of those series where, you know, I hate seeing sloppy baseball and we saw some of that, but you, like I said earlier, you got to give it to Milwaukee. They hit, pitched and played defense and the M's have not put all three together consistently all year yet. No. And another thing we haven't consistently done is gone, you know, multiple days without getting somebody picked off, uh, off base. That's a problem. I would agree. Um, I know that the uh, pitch clock kind of had something to do with the one where Eugenio Suarez, got uh picked off there in the extra inning maybe but that's an excuse off there in a three it's, it's a mistake take it's a huge mistake it's a huge it's a huge mistake we've seen eugenio get uh picked off twice already this season and then the following day we saw you know j-rod get picked off and that kind of gets wiped away with his next at bat because he hit that rocket two-run shot but you never know what was going on and what could have been building the inning before um Again, we've uh, there's so many of them already that I I've I can you remember a time that the Mariners have ever gotten picked off in this kind of pace? I I can't recall no. Um, 
but yeah, it's for it to happen so many times and what, you know, three weeks almost worth of games. I mean, it's crazy that, that it's happening. I mean, we do have to give some credit to the, you know, opposition. I mean, that, that uh, play that they did or the pickoff attempt they did in the extra innings on Tuesday, I've read and heard that, hey, this was uh, something that they practiced, that this was drawn up that way. But at the same time, you got to be able to defend against that. Yeah, you do. I mean, these things, you know, you notice them. And when they're not playing good and you're not winning these one-run type ball games, I mean, you start to point to things that are our mistakes and what could have cost you. So it, it's, it, it's what we haven't seen out of this Mariner ball club in the last couple of years. They've been the team that's been real sharp uh, pitching wise and especially defensively, but you know, it's now leaked into the base pass uh, defense still isn't quite as strong and the pitching isn't up to par and it's still early, but those other two things, they're easily correctable and they keep happening. So that's a little frustrating. I mean, for me, the whole poor, the, my downfall of the whole series was Marco pitching so well and um, the M's getting nothing to show for it. Yeah, uh, that that hurt, especially on a game where, you know, he's come back. He seemed like he had come back from his uh, paternity leave, seemed like his velocity's up, seemed like he was taking care of business. But, yes, there was nothing there, was nothing there for him. And even if we go back to, you know, game one, you know, Flexen pitched decently. He let you uh, have a chance to win. He gave you a chance to win, I should say. He gave you a chance to stay in this game. The Mariners just could never close that three-run gap through through the game. It just, you know, once they got the three runs on the Mariners in, in the second inning, it seemed like the Mariners were, uh, you know, they never could really crawl or crawl or claw themselves back any closer. Um, you know, another situation in that game where you want to talk about sloppy, uh, defense and things like that. Uh, let's not forget the ball right between, uh, JP's legs and, you know, a a tag not being applied at the plate. Yeah. That's an unfortunate one, you know, where it goes through his legs, but you know, uh, they still have a chance to at least make something out of it with a strong throw from the outfield from Jared Kelnick and, surprisingly Cal didn't make the make the grab it was on the money and uh he just didn't come up with it and then you know the runner was safe obviously because the ball wasn't caught so yeah it's that's that's tough yeah and you know the, again this was a game where the Mariners couldn't get that situational hit um throughout throughout the game uh but in this game I would say too that you know as far as them leaving runners on base, it wasn't that bad. They just weren't there. <laughs> Actually, I should say they only had three uh, runners left on base, which is good, but not when, when when you're not even getting them on base in that game. And we got six hits. Um, you know, it, it came it came after uh, a Mariners sweep, so I wasn't so disappointed in that game it just seemed like we were playing such good uh defense and run prevention you know throughout the rocky series and even going back into that last cubs game it seemed like they had turned it around and then this game it kind of the big thing to me it was very deflating that this happened yeah i i'm with you i mean that was a tough one to lose for sure 
Then again, game two was the six to five, uh, you know, fourth, count them, fourth, count it, the fourth uh, extra inning game that the Mariners have just not been able to, uh, you know, execute in. Uh, you know, it comes down to situational hitting, especially now with the ghost runner and the Mariners weren't doing it. Um, you add on to uh, the mistakes that they've made again, sloppy baseball in this one as well. Um, not as far as, you know, errors in the field, but definitely with the base running again. Yeah. It's, you know, it's kind of been the story. I mean, it's, it's a broken record, but if they haven't played, but if they haven't won the game, there's a reason for it. They haven't played particularly well. I mean, the, there have been a few games, you know, I can remember Chicago where Flexen got beat up, you know, and even in this last game where um, Milwaukee singled you to death to put five up. So, but I mean, yeah, it's a lot of the same story when the Mariners aren't playing good. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The World Series. Where a pitch is not just a pitch, it's a World Series pitch. Where a hit is not just a hit, it's a World Series hit. A win is not just a win, it's a World Series win. Now you've got a chance to win a trip to the 1984 World Series by entering Major League Baseball's Grand Slam sweepstakes at all Major League ballparks and participating retailers. Baseball fever, catch it. The preceding message was furnished by Major League Baseball. No, and this is a game, though. This was the game I was kind of mixing up with another one when I was starting off there. This is the game where we had 17 men left on base. Yeah, that's too many. That's, that's, yeah, I was 17. 17. That's, that's, uh, if I'm doing my Ballard High School business math correctly, that's, that's five bases loaded and, uh, two guys on right there that you've left. Yeah, it's just way too many. I mean, it's it's not all surprising, you know, the bottom of the lineup um, with the DH and, and some of the other moves haven't been, well, especially the DH, but uh, some of the other guys haven't been hitting good when they've been down there. Um, and this was one of those series where, you know, the M's weren't, you know, stringing a bunch of hits together to bring guys in. And that game was evident of that. 
Yeah, and this was one of these games too where I kind of I get it. They have the days off scheduled, and they especially with JP Crawford, where there was a few situations in this game where I late in the game before you even got to extra innings, which, which I was kind of questioning why we weren't seeing some pitch hitting, especially with sorry Colton Wong. He's hitting 0-98, you know, in this game. Caballero, uh, Caballero. I mean, this was his first you know, start of the season, hadn't had a hit at that point. Then you got Hummel who's hitting 087 and, and, you know, you, your best answer for a pinch hit in that game, which actually worked out and turned into an RBI was Listella. Yeah. First one of the year, I believe for Mariner DHs. Yeah. I, I believe they have two, maybe for two, two RBIs through, throughout the whole season. But as far as this, this bunch, you know, that, uh, have been the DH quite more often than these guys uh, that they said we're going to rotate through. I think you're right. That was the very first uh, <laughs> RPI. Yeah. I mean, AJ Pollock was missing, I think for part of the series and part of last one, I heard he was uh, sick. I, I mean, and there's not a lot of choices, but it, to me, he just seems like the best one right now. You know, he's got a lot of major league experience. You feel like he can get into one every once in a while. But as far as the rest of the guys, I mean, it's it's we're just waiting until the demos are ready. And then maybe other guys like, you know, uh, Taylor Chamel or something. It's just hard to believe that uh, this can go on that much longer with those guys that are struggling. Yeah. And, you know, Maybe this is a good segue just to get right into really what we kind of are talking about, you know, as far as when we're texting each other or shit. You go on to Mariner's Twitter, uh, the the uh, Facebook groups or whatever. It there's two things that are that are definitely being talked about, and that's what's going on at second base. And the other thing is uh, the revolving door at DH just isn't working. Um, when it's turned into, you know, a a uh, Seattle Times article that just came out today on April 20th, time of the recording, uh, you know, it's titled, The Mariners Have the Worst DH Situation So Far. Can it be salvaged? Question mark. So this was written by Adam Jude, Seattle Times staff reporter, um, you know, and he asked the questions too harsh, too early to panic. But to be honest with you, you know, again, the Mariners, uh, DH with those six that they've used, they've had six players at DH, they've combined for a 115 batting average, a 206 on base percentage, and a mere 180 for slugging percentage at DH, which got them dead last by far. And that's in, that's including the the A's. That's including, uh, I think, some little league teams. I don't know. Um, the, the Mariners have three eighty six uh, on base plug. Uh, the Mariners have a three eighty six on the OPS and uh, and a WRC of uh, seven, with the average with a hundred being the averages from DH. Yeah, not good. I mean, how many names did we go over during the offseason of 
as they whittled down and got worse and worse. And the last one up was Luke Voigt, who just played against the Mariners. I mean, he at least looks like he's trying to crush the ball and he's not afraid of anything while he's up there. I mean, there was a lot of a lot of players available, you know, that the Mariners passed on. And um, I don't know if they presumed a lot more from Tommy LaStella because he hasn't played in, in the field at all. Um, if they were just counting on his bat, I mean, he's been pitiful lately. Hummel, he's never been a, a full-time big leaguer. So, um, you know, it's it's a problem, and it's really noticeable when you're dead last in the league, like you mentioned. Yeah, you're dead last in the league, and you, you know – you look at the top six people, the, the players in the lineup, you know, statistically it doesn't look so bad, but we just talked about it, the situational stuff. It just really hasn't added up to saying that, hey, the offense is really going. It's been inconsistent. It's been stop-go. Um, you, you said it right there. Look at all these other guys that we could have signed that we had opportunities to sign in the offseason. We're not talking about the Trey Turners, and we're not – talking about the Bogarts. We're not talking about any of these big guys. We're talking about the players that were in the second, third, and hell, even the fourth tier. You know, we're talking about, yes, the the Nelly Cruises. We're talking about, you know, Carlos Santana, who was a Mariner, a great clubhouse guy, switch hitter, can play a little backup first baseman when you need him. Uh, we're talking about What's the guy that I really loved that's over on Cleveland? The switch hitter. I know he didn't really put yeah. it on the Mariners. Bell. Bell. I mean, these are plenty of the guys. Brantley. Now, we don't know what you know made these players go to other organizations, so it's a lot easy to go, like, why didn't we just get him? But, I mean, there's plenty of guys in that range, and I think the best answer they had for that that we got was AJ Pollock and you know, he's a right-hander who specifically only hits left-handed pitching. And that really hasn't, that really hasn't showed up. I know he's been, uh, I think he's had an illness. It, he's, you know, it's, I'm not blaming it all on him either because he was here to, you know, give Jerry Kelnick and an opportunity to not hit against tough lefties, but with Jerry Kelnick, you know, seemingly turning the corner here, and we just haven't seen enough out of him. I know it's only, we're talking 18 games. It's only, you know, the start of this game is going to be the 19th game of the season. Where's your concern at? What, what are you thinking about this DH thing? Just talk to me here. Well, I mean, yeah, you're right. He's brought in for lefties. I think he's actually hit maybe better against righties in the small sample size to start the year. Um, I just would like to see him kind of be the full-time guy and give him a shot. I mean, uh, I haven't seen too much out of the other guys to be that, you know, optimistic about him. That's for sure. Yeah, I'd just like to see them go with a more consistent DH and just see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I – I understand that for me, the article coming out, people question it, people talking about it, I think is valid. Um, like I said at the start of the show, the panic isn't there for me, but the annoyance is, yes, I'm annoyed we didn't get these guys uh, in the offseason. But, you know, it's going to take some of these other teams realizing that these other parts or these other players that maybe the Mariners could go out and trade and get 
uh, aren't working for them or they want to move on. So you kind of have to sit here and wait for the other 29 teams to figure out what they're doing and what, what pieces are fitting or not fitting for them before the Mariners are really going to have a good opportunity of like who's available. And, you know, going off of what Jerry DePoto was talking about on the DePoto show, he's, you know, basing it more off of like these guys haven't performed, which is kind of like, you know, kind of dancing around it. We know they haven't performed. We're, we're watching every game. Um, but just mentioning also that, you know, we do have Tremel. You know, we do have maybe some of these other prospects that could come up, like Cade Marlowe. Um, and again, Demo coming back. Uh, am I in this like we sh- we should trade and try to find somebody right now? No, I feel like that's a knee jerk reaction. I guess. And yeah, but yes, I am annoyed about the people we didn't get. But th- there's there's nothing we can really realistically do about that right now. No, there's really nothing you can do at all about it. I mean, trades are out of the question, in my opinion. I mean, it's three weeks into the season. Like you mentioned, uh, I mean, the only way to rectify this is from within with guys that have been banged up that are on rehab assignments. Yeah. I mean, that that's really all you can do. Um, and a lot of it, too, is, is health. I will say this, like Haggerty out. Um, you know, coming into the season, I guess he's healthy, but also he had, you know, the concussion thing. That's just something that you can't, you can't get around. Um, Demo has always been a, a big part of this team, especially, you know, in the recent years, you know, he comes back up I'm saying maybe this, this helps, uh, Wong, you know, be in positions where he can succeed better. And definitely like the Wongs who's definitely taking, a shit ton of criticism on online and, and and social media, you know, I get it. 20 games in, not even 20 games in it's, it's, it's too early to make a call on that. You know, you got to give somebody at least, you know, I don't know, like 50 games before you're just like, this is what they seem to be this season to me. And um, maybe health is, is the answer. Do I think, you know, down going down the stretch a month or two months from now, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're going to go out and add some offense. I don't feel like that's not going to happen, but right now, no. Yeah. It's hard to say. I mean, you would think you would think they would, but uh, that's what's so frustrating to a lot of fans is they could have done this earlier. I mean, a lot of people could see that what going this route was some DHs of the Tommy Listellas, the Cole Hummels, or Cooper Hummel, excuse me, um, was, you know, playing with fire. And uh, through the first three weeks, yeah, it has not gone well. But I'm with you. I'm not as concerned with Colton Wong. Um, You know, he's a veteran, for one. I don't think he's totally lost it. Um, Yeah, there's been some pitches that have, you know, been out of the strike zone that he's swung at. And I'm sure he's pressing, too. But uh, I'm just – I feel like he's – He's the type of guy that, you know, can give you his baseline, which is 250, you know, 10 to 15 home runs um, and play okay for you and kind of what you expected. But as far as the DHs go, I mean, that's a whole nother story. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And look, uh, look, I'm, I'm, we're done. We, we, we've reprimanded them enough. We've reprimanded them enough. Let's go out on a on a couple on some high notes here. It seems like uh, Munoz is is inching closer to being back pitching and getting back, you know, rejoining the team. Uh, same thing with Haggerty. Seems like Tremel and uh, Marlo are getting healthier. So we are getting healthier on the back end. The one, you know, I guess I would say is a bit concerning is with the offense not clicking the way we need them to do. And, you know, we're going to have to be going with flexing for a minute here. It doesn't look like we're probably going to get Robbie Ray back for another month or so. Yeah, from what I saw, it's, you know, at the earliest could be mid-May, and that's at the earliest he hasn't tried to throw or anything yet. And like I've talked about before, and we talked about on a previous podcast, this flex tendon in his arm. I mean, a lot of the time that leads to Tommy John. So if uh, just, you know, hope that that isn't the case, and they're, you know, obviously treating it with kid gloves and want to make sure that it doesn't progress into that. But, yeah, it's a freaky injury that can lead to some major problems. So hopefully, uh, you know, Ray is able to uh, start throwing, like they said, and um, have no pain as he uh, gets back into the throwing and uh, getting his arm stretched out again. All right. So most of that was positive. Uh, but now we will uh, we'll, we'll end here a little bit on a, on a lighter note. Uh the Mariners, if you haven't seen, have a new home run prop, and that is the Trident, right? Forks up, Hanno? Yeah, I saw that. That was uh, after the Julio home run. That's pretty cool. And then I started investigating, and uh, your other team down uh, or just up the road from you, normally the Oakland A's broke it out earlier in the season or before this time. But it definitely fits the Mariners a lot more, obviously. Yeah, I don't know how that fits the Oakland A's whatsoever. But, I mean, none of these things have to particularly, I guess, fit the team. You know, like the Cincinnati Reds have a, a Vikings helmet. Uh, the Pittsburgh uh, uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, though, it's like on brand. They have the, you know, the swashbuckler sword. Uh, the, the Mets, they I don't know if you've seen theirs. They have the big giant hat, which is kind of cool. I don't know if you've seen that hat. No, I haven't. It's just like a, it's just like a big, it's just like a big baseball hat. Um, oh, okay. That they they come out with here recently. I know you're talking about. Yeah, and you know the Angels. It looks like they've last year they had the cowboy hat. Now it's more of a, a samurai helmet hat thing. Yeah, that was an Otani thing that he put together. 
Um, you know, and then the Braves, I mean, not the Braves, but the Boston Red Sox, we've talked about it before. You said they had some sort of wheelbarrow. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, the, uh, it was the, it was the, it was a laundry basket. The laundry basket. They've switched that out. Now they have the inflatable dumbbells, which honestly might be the safest one of all of these. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the Blue Jay, they have the Phantom, the home run jacket, of course. We've seen uh, up close and personal too much in this last series. The, the cheese head by the Milwaukee Brewers looks like they borrowed that from their uh, uh, their friends up there in Green Bay. But yeah, the Mariners have the Triton uh, pitchfork. I'm hoping that thing is plastic. Um, uh, it it's looks like it's got some pointy ends that I'm a little concerned about. Oh, well, apparently what I heard from on uh, oh, a clip, it must've been the Jerry DePoto show. He, uh, the guys uh, ordered it up and he's the one who actually picked it up from wherever and brought it to the clubhouse. And uh, he said, it's quite heavy. So it looks, it looks very uh, legitimate. Like it just came from the yeah. fjords in Norway. Yeah, I am. Uh, it looks like they borrowed this. Yes, from Poseidon. Uh, he. I'm watching the video right now. You are right. This is a sturdy piece of. Uh, st- this is some stir- stir- sturdy piece of machinery here. Uh, yeah, I mean, we had the swellment uh, last year and and in years prior. Um, yeah, this thing is this thing is pretty cool. I mean, this is is about as over the top as you get, and you know, there's a lot of um, you know talk. And I'm reading again. This always will talk about how the Mariners were cursed with the um, the upside down trident. You know, there's some superstitions about that, about their you know ten years of having that and on the star that were bad luck. But I but I would be. Uh, you know, I'd take the other side of that argument and going like maybe the nautical S had some bad years too. I know there's been some good years, but over a long stretch. Um, but the the forks are are going up, so that's that seems to be uh, okay with everybody. I still though, out of all the home run uh, celebrations that I've seen so far this season, I do have to say the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, what is it? A Gatorade bong, uh, like a beer bong style. Yeah. Uh, they call it the hose, have. but yeah, it's a beer bong. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, whatever they want to say. It's a, but it's I, a beer yeah, bong. they call it the hose of some sort, the home run hose, I believe the home run hose. Yeah. Uh, Oh no, they call it the, they, they just, I'm looking it up right. It's called the hydration station. And, um, uh, there was another nickname that that was called out that I was like, oh, the Mariners should break it out. I'm I'm wondering by the time this podcast comes out and these listeners are listening, it's going to be 421. It's not going to be 420 anymore. I wonder if today the Mariners are not playing, if there's going to be any kind of ode to any sort of any sort of bong on 420. I saw it was called uh, the bong or the the bomb bong. Uh, was one of the names I saw that they were calling that the beer bong, which is actually the hydration station. Yeah. I mean, you've had a few of those in your day, I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, never in my life, sir. Never in my life. (laughs) And on that, like we said, we were going to, uh, and on a high note, I hope we see this trident, uh, 
out all weekend. You know, the Cardinals are coming into town. You got two eight and 11 teams. Seems like one team uh, is going to have a little bit of optimism in their headlines come Monday. Uh, the other team that does not come away with this uh, series victory, there's still going to be a lot of questions asking to be answered. Um, you know, as far as where we're, if you're looking at the divisions, uh, St. Louis is, uh, you know, they got a, a bigger mountain to climb right now if you're just going off of uh, records because of, you know, Milwaukee, you know, having such a hot start. But then again, we look at the schedule after this. It doesn't get easier the rest of this month. And look, they're going on the road right after this. So this is a big series for the Mariners. Um, we, we got Kirby. We got Castillo going in this. And then we have Ray. I mean, I would – Really, really, really hope, and and I believe they can get two or three here out of St. Louis. I mean, we you sure hope so. It's going to be tough, though. I mean, two playoff teams, uh, two teams that a lot of people picked to be in the playoffs again this year, two teams that have kind of scuffled here, like you mentioned, both with the same record. Uh, they got guys on their corners, former MVPs, you know, and uh, at first base and Goldsmith and a all-time player, uh, incredible third baseman, gold glove winner, silver slug winner, and Arenado. And uh, they got some guys that can throw and some youngsters out in the outfield and uh, a couple rookies that are okay. So they're they're a dangerous club. I mean, the Mariners got to pitch well. Obviously, that's always what they need to do. And um, hopefully tame down this, you know, pretty good lineup that hasn't, performed like they thought they would coming out of the gate but it's going to be a good series um i'm sure aaron goldsmith is happy to be uh you know being able to call a game against his former uh childhood team and a team that he was rumored to maybe going and announcing for this year so uh yeah lots of storylines coming up for this uh incoming series starting today and we'll be watching the pickoffs closely yeah, I mean, they, the Mariners have not been good on the bases, and they have not been very good at preventing teams on the bases either. So it's it's been a point of emphasis of ours talking about, and um, it's, it's just so uncharacteristic. But uh, new series, a big weekend crowd, a Little League day again on Sunday, I guess. So, uh, yeah, it'll be a good series. Nice to see the – be able to watch the Cardinals in town at T-Mobile. Yeah, and uh, we'll be down there Sunday at Tacos and Tequila doing a pre and post pop-up. Hopefully the weather's good. If not, we'll be inside. Uh, come check us out. Also, thank you for liking, subscribing, following on all those podcast platforms and checking us out on YouTube. Remember to like and subscribe, like I just said, and review um, Hanno. Uh it's Friday morning. Uh, you know what time it is. Charge. All right. I think we got it covered. <laughs>